Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Max Mosier. Today we talk about Peacock and Apple TV. Will these subscription channels be any good? Will they beat out Netflix? And can they beat out the big one, Disney Plus? We'll talk about that. We'll get into hot what's hot, what's not. We'll talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then we'll close the show out with our top five sitcoms of all time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Infinity Bros podcast. Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here today on a Sunday night. Uh, just happy to be here at the end of the week. Maybe it's the beginning of your week, but I'm limping across. Here with two Infinity Bros today, here with Isaac Edlund. Hold on to your butts. And Mark Jones. Welcome, Infinity Bros Universe. Isaac and Mark, it's so good to have you guys back. Um, we have a we have a kind of not too scheduled show, but it seems like every time the three of us get together, the conversation tends to still take over. Um, but how are you feeling after this week? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, had I had a busy week. Um, Holly finally went back to teaching a couple weeks ago, so we're just kind of trying to get into a, another routine. Got a nanny to watch our kids for the first time ever. Oh, how is Zane doing? <laughs> Manny, yes, Manny, I should say. Um, Svea is do, doing a very good job of taking care of Zane, so it uh, it works out pretty well. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Just busy, just busy. Mark, how's your weekend? Uh, my weekend's been good. I mean, finished up uh, my had my last day at my old job on Friday and start a new job tomorrow and be a fun adventure. Had a great weekend with my fiance Kelly and went to a wedding and looked fabulous and hashtag blessed. You know how you it did. is. You did look fabulous. It was beautiful. Yeah, your suit looked decent. I was getting jealous of Kelly. I, I can understand why. Why would I be jealous of Kelly? She was with you. That sounds horrible. Max, we all know out of all the Infinity Bros, you're the one that wants to be by my side the most. Um, no, that's actually not it. That not at all. But um, it is. It is it. No, nah, whatever. That is what it is. Speaking of it, did you see it chapter two yet? Not yet. Oh. I feel. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you are a, you are one big old poser there, brother. How am I a poser? Well, you Elaborate. made me watch it chapter one and spend it for two make three you. weeks. You totally I didn't make did. You. I invited you to come over. That uh, that's that's you know what would be fall to come watch yeah. it, and then we got Joey to watch it with us. So we had a great time, and we had pizza. Nick Nick Gillette was there. Robert Spartnick was with us. You call yourself a real fan. You're just a fake. You're just a big old fake. And you call yourself a real friend. I'm a real friend. I'm talking to you right now. I'm dealing with you right now, despite you. I don't you. deal with my friends. I hang out and cherish the time I have with my We're friends. so glad that you're spending time with us and cherishing your time with us today on the Infinity Bros Podcast, wherever you're listening to us, however you're listening to us. We hope you're having a great day. Yeah, You, you can check us out on um, Google Music, um, Spotify, iTunes Music. We're all over the place. Um, and if you ever have any feedback, we'd love to hear it from you. Just email us at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com or leave us a rating on iTunes. If it's lower than a three, just go ahead and not leave anything because we're probably going to blast you on the next episode after you say that. 
But hearsay, hearsay. Um, we have no reviews this week, guys. Uh, but we have some big news uh, in the world of streaming television. Are you guys ready to break that down? Hell yeah, brother. Let's do that. We're going to talk about, before we kind of get into that, let's preview the show a little bit. We're going to talk about Apple Plus and Peacock, the two new streaming services. Talk about what we think of that. Maybe do a little comparison between Amazon, um, Netflix, and all those things. And then we're going to do our hotter snot, which is our segment where we take things in pop culture that we like, things that we don't like, and uh, kind of talk about them. They can really be all over the place. It's based on us individually. And then finally, we're going to close with our top five sitcoms of all time. A very highly contested list, I would assume. I think there will be debate. Mark, what do you think? About our top five sitcom? Do you think there's going to be debate today on that? Probably. I bet Isaac and I will team up on you because, you know, why else? That's what we're here for, to entertain the Infinity Bros universe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. True. True. Whatever, dude. Let's get into uh, the world of streaming news. We have Apple Plus, uh, which was unveiled on September 10th. It was a Tuesday a couple weeks ago, um, and it's going to be making its own TV shows, its own probably movies down the stretch. It's going to be $4.99 a month, CEO Tim Cook announced, um, and they're going to offer a free year of Apple TV Plus to customers who buy a Mac, an iPhone, or an Apple TV product. Um, new streaming devices will debut less, less than two weeks before Disney's new service, which is going to cost $6.99 a month. Um, the ad-free subscription Apple TV Plus was originally announced at Apple's press in- event in March, but Apple bought out a slew of celebrities to come do it. They they had Oprah come, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Steven Spielberg, all people that are going to be in their movies or shows. And at the time, Apple said all of its content would be available in its Apple TV app across iPhones, iPads, Macs, and Apple TV boxes. Um, I'm assuming they're going to do third-party things as well, maybe with Roku or um, special smart TVs. We'll see. But uh, this is a huge um, shift, guys, in the narrative that is the streaming device, where Netflix was really Netflix was really monopolizing um, this kind of culture. We've known about we've known that um, the other one we're going to talk about, Peacock, was coming. We didn't necessarily know that name, but Apple TV Plus. I've heard that it's coming. But I, had, I didn't really think of anything of it. Now that it's here, uh, what, what are you thinking just without hearing any of the movies, obviously, but hearing this news, what are your thoughts initially? How much is it going to cost? $5.99. So mo- $5.99? $5.99. So, like, are we just going to eventually four, get... Excuse me, $4.99. Oh, $4.99. Well, well there you go. Um, I don't know. What are we... Eventually, is it, are we just not going to have cable TV anymore, and then it'll be just be the same, and you just pick and choose, and just to be a content right, war? Yeah. Until, yeah. I mean, it's basically packages that you're just getting all these individual streaming service instead of buying one big package that has everything. Yeah, I, and I wonder if this is just something that I mean, obviously they're talking about getting a Mac or an iPhone slapped onto that, but like I wonder if this is just going to be naturally pushing people more to mac products do you think people are going to go to mac products to get the free year of this too or do you think it's just going to be like this kind of bonus thing where they kind of already put it into the cost honestly i think it's just a more of a bonus thing to me like i don't know i guess i'll have to see what um movies and and shows are going to be on apple plus like if there's going to be a really good ones maybe it would drive people to change to it but i think it's more of just like a bonus thing for for Apple users. Honestly, when I heard Apple Plus and Peacock, I was like, really? Another streaming service that I might have to subscribe to 
to get more content that may be exclusive to their own services. Just their branding it is amazing stories too. And some of the things that as I'm just kind of scrolling through looking at some of their their shows and things like that that they're going to be having, they they look really good. Um obviously they haven't invested the twelve billion dollars that Netflix has spent on their content, but I still think it looks really good. Um, looking at some TV shows to start, the morning show will be on there. That will star Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell. Um, it will basically be talking about the, the dynamics in the show. Um, <clears throat> and Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston have a feud at the beginning. Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon, excuse me, enters the picture, and uh, the drama kind of unfolds. The one that people are talking about a lot that's been on TV has been the show C. This is starring Jason Momoa. And what this show is going to be about is a world that is completely blind. And Jason Momoa and his wife, his his character um, in, the sh- in the movie, excuse me, is it a movie or a show? It will be a show. Uh, it, it basically, they give birth to the first two kids that can ever see. And that becomes a huge, basically, fight for power over these two kids couple other things that they were naming off were little america helpsters um the little voice jj abrams um and sarah Bareilles, um executive produced show um they also have for all mankind um which has been uh which is going to be written by one of the battlestar galactica the galactica writers and truth be told um as well based on a novel so a, just a bunch of interesting shows i think they're kind of touching every genre as i look at this list out loud they're touching sci-fi they're touching drama they're touching comedy um they're getting oprah involved in this i know how much power she has in in the uh, film and industry world uh guys when i when you hear this list what what is what are your thoughts uh nothing because i know nothing about them uh so it's all original content that you said, I'm guessing, because I didn't, nothing like What would a ring a bell for you? Maybe it would be Snoopy in space. They're going to do a Peanuts, basically, TV show with Snoopy. Um, yeah, yeah, but like, we're not kids, though, so like that doesn't hit us. I mean, unless, unless you're telling me Isaac's some hidden Peanuts fan that I never knew about. I mean, maybe I am. Wouldn't you like to know, Mark? I guess, I guess we learn something new every day about you, or at least I do. I wonder if they're going about this backwards. They're kind of going away the, the way that Netflix is going, where Netflix is... And we'll talk about Peacock in a second, because they're kind of going, I think, an opposite approach to this. <clears throat> um, Apple Plus is saying, hey, we're just going to make content. And then I know eventually there will come a time where Apple will maybe buy something. And then when they buy that, they will be able to put that on the show. Maybe it's a popular franchise. Maybe if it's it's a TV show that Netflix doesn't want, or that one of the major markets doesn't want, NBC, Fox, ABC. Um, but I think they're trying to build it like I think they're trying to build it from the ground up and, and utilize some of the things. Uh, they have a, they're going to do a carpool karaoke series uh, with James Corden. That's that's kind of a little more famous. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of agree with you, Isaac. As I look at the list, I'm like, yeah. A lot of original content, but you, you haven't marketed much to the, much of this to me. Mark, what do you think? Um, I just wanted to go off of this because I thought I heard this before and I just couldn't remember it. So I found the article and um, it was talking about how J.J. Abrams turned down $500 million deal with uh, Apple Apple because he, cause he would lose his... Because uh, they want him just to stay with Apple and not work outside of Apple. And I think like what I'm hearing 
I mean, what you listed down, it sounds like maybe that's what they want. They want to create their own content and limit everyone in the house. It's like, hey, if you want to see a Steven Spielberg movie, you have to get Apple Plus to see it. And I think, I think that maybe that's their route. Is there? That's why they're buying up a bunch of talent is they want to house it all to themselves, and that's how, that's how you're going to come to Apple Plus because. Yeah, it's an interesting business strategy, and you you, you got to think that they're looking long term at this because, you know, like we'll talk about Peacock in a little bit, but they're bringing back like old shows to be on their service, so they're they're kind of geared towards the people that already have watched those shows like people that are basically going to come for their older content and maybe not doing the new content but apple you know they're not i feel like with this original stuff they're not going to get people begging for all of their original content until they've built up a little bit of a base and you know then people are like oh hey i i have to get apple plus to see this specific show that everybody is saying that is super good um so I just feel like it's an interesting business strategy, but it, it is, you know, different from all the other big companies out there because Disney Plus is kind of taking that approach too. Like they're saying, we're going to have all of this amazing Disney content that you know from years past, and then also we're going to make original content. But what's going to draw a lot of people there is their old stuff. So it's interesting to me, and I don't think they're going to have super large success in the first couple of years, but if they put out good content, I mean, it'll eventually get people to go. So I think they almost have to do um, that thing that you were saying, Max, with the free, like, is it a year subscription? Is yeah, that they're going to give a year subscription if you buy an Apple product. And how much is Apple TV by right. monthly? Yeah, so do we know that? Four ninety nine. so then that would be, oh, the Apple TV thing itself. I don't know what the Apple TV is, but I know that this subscription like, is that even worth it? Because like any MacBook that I've ever seen is like, oh, here's you want to buy a new car or buy our computer. That's how I feel about that. So yeah, but they the thing is that Apple has such a big platform. Like they that's what they're doing with their you know giving people the free year of subscription with their products so then people are like oh well i have this i might as so, well do you think they're they're gonna go the same route with their iphones is hey we're really not actually gonna do anything good season to season or movie to movie we're gonna give you the same crap over and over again but we're gonna just trust in the same marketing as we do with iphones so you'll just keep buying it because we're apple like that that's their track record i feel like are you are they actually going to be good at this or just yeah that trend unfortunately in regards to the phones isn't going to go away anytime right. soon but i think in in entertainment you got to you get you can't go with that strategy cuz people are just going to forget about you eventually if you I will do that say this though the the new iphone just just to kind of defend them a little bit the new iphone i'm hearing amazing reviews about their camera is that something that necessarily plays to a guy like me no not really but i have heard with this with this new phone in particular, the camera is a game changer compared to other cameras they've had. I just yeah, it, when you're trans- I've, I've heard it's just like you could just have a, a Samsung or some other Android type phone have I've, the same camera. I, I, I'm just telling you the so reviews. It's like I'm they've just decided the to review- have a good camera. I'm just saying the reviews I've read say it's it's the best camera on, on a phone. I I I don't own it. I don't have it. I don't even intend on necessarily getting it for a while, probably for a couple years before when when it's older. But the point I'm making is is Apple has done well on some of those things. Since Steve Jobs passed, obviously, that's been a little different. But but I think this is an interesting strategy because I think they're just going to force feed everybody that buys an iPhone, which is a majority of the population, 
they're going to give them this and then they're just going to have it. I think you're right, Isaac. I think they're just going to watch it naturally. And then they're going to get hooked on a show like C because Jason Momoa's in it. Or they're going to say, hey, I'm going to go check out the morning show because Jennifer Aniston's in it. And then they got oh, pretty, I like that show a lot. And then they'll come back to the more, more content. I think Netflix did it, got so early in the process when Blockbuster was starting to fade. They obviously killed Blockbuster. That I think Netflix was able to get the train going and figure out all the problems that these guys now get to overcome. I just don't know how it's going to work against um, Disney Plus. I just don't see how this can hang with Disney Plus. In ten years, do we see, is Netflix still around, or are these other ones going to take it over? Because it seems like the first one gets everything going, but it's like the second wave of companies, or we, we kind of see the the market kind of take over. I think it'll still be around, but it's it's not going to be the biggest streaming service on the market for sure. I think Disney Plus is going to own that title and It also five years. all depends on how much original content that Netflix is making can hold up. Because cause they're right. banking yeah. on that and right it, now. And that's really the future of yeah, that's the future of the whole streaming service really is who can make original content that is exclusive to their streaming services because that's what people are going to go to the services for is their exclusive the content, only group basically. i see that's going to have a better shot at this than anybody else is disney i think because marvel and star wars are so nostalgic they bought out fox i just don't see how disney and hulu can lose that battle at least right now but i mean people didn't think blockbuster would lose that battle and they did so let's transition over to peacock which is nbc's answer to this puzzle too gosh guys this is just I mean, it, it's becoming almost overwhelming. People are going to not buy it all, don't you think? Yeah, it's just it's just streaming service after streaming service. And now HBO announced that they're coming out with their streaming service. And I think um, WB is included in their streaming service. So DC, isn't that right, Mark? You have DC Universe, right? So are they going to be transferred over to the well, HBO that, streaming service when I've that heard. eventually I don't gets the name going? Of it where it's. Um... No, oh, it's like HBO yeah, Max it's or something like, like that. So yeah, it's supposed to be like all of Warner Brothers content into one with HBO. Right. Yeah. So like, just it's just the trend. And then wait, is that is that AT and T? Does AT and T own WB or now? I'm, now I'm getting them mixed up. But I heard AT and T was coming out with the service that might. I, be yeah, HBO I think I think it's. I don't know if they HBO. own them or they're partners with them, but yeah, something like that. Right, yeah. So it's just like every every big company out there is like trying to get their foot in the door and do their own streaming service. So it's just getting a little ridiculous. And like you, we've mentioned before, it's basically cable, except for it's split up into all these little individual packages. Pretty much, I mean, you're still, if you look at it in the financial perspective, you're probably paying at least a hundred bucks a month for cable anyways. So if you just cut out cable and you just get like three or four of these streaming services, you're still saving a butt ton of money. So it's really not a terrible idea, but it's just getting a little almost like overwhelming. Well, just with the it's going to be content. On, well, honestly, yeah, it could be content overload. You could like look at it like that, but we're also going to get better content. If we have four to five companies fighting to make, make you go out there and buy the subscription, then they got to be on top of their game. They can't be putting out crap. So I think that's going to be the elimination of where Netflix has been is like, you know, giving everyone a, you know, a green light to put something out. Cause that's what they, that's why they've been doing it because they want to figure out what's hitting. So they're ahead of the game when all these other people start opening their doors. 
I mean, I think they've been they've seen this writing on the wall because yeah, they've had contracts with all these other companies for the last few years. So yeah, I think in the next, like you said, maybe five years, that's when we're gonna really see who is the top out of these people. I think the companies. other the other thing too is, um, <clears throat> what nostalgia content is going to own it? Like this generation, the last eight years, it's been The Office, Parks and Rec, um, and How I Met Your Mother. That's, those have been the three big ones that like people wanted that and Netflix had it all. So and what you could do is just say, hey, I've got Netflix or my mom and dad have Netflix or my roommate has Netflix. I'm good to go. Right. Yeah, because Netflix, I mean, like you, we've already covered before, like Netflix literally had a streaming monopoly pretty much. Like they were the only streaming service out they there for the so ball, long. Man. They should have they should have made those Hulu guys sign 20 year contracts. They should have paid them everything sure, that they're yeah. paying right now for twenty year contracts. I don't. I don't think any yeah. company would do it, given yeah, how well they did. But I mean, just like they they should have done that, right. and I don't know what they were. Well, thinking. And, and I mean, I don't. I don't know the business specifics either. But maybe in the beginning, it, that's not how it worked. Maybe they didn't like sign these like contracts to it, and they just were like, "Hey, we were, we're trying to get this." Um, content out there we're trying to get our streaming service built up can we like maybe the companies gave them deals or netflix gave the companies deals to just get you know a bigger base of content so i yeah i don't know i don't know business-wise how that all worked but yeah that is kind of an interesting point like they they i mean they really started the whole streaming thing and just look at how much debt they're in i mean they've spent 12 billion dollars they're in debt. They're bleeding money. Whereas Disney and Apple, they can afford to bleed the money on the front end. Apple can sit there and bleed out. It's fine because eventually they're going to get content that works or someone's going to buy them out. Whereas like Disney has Marvel and Marvel ain't going anywhere for the next decade at least. So just like I, I just don't see how how um, at least I don't see how Netflix survives in, in 10 years. I don't think Netflix is here in 10 years, Mark, to answer your initial question. I just don't see it. I think I don't think the original content's good enough. Um, I think maybe that'll be change. interesting to see. I mean, what I mean, basically, worst comes to worst, Netflix sells to Disney or you know one of the other streaming services, and they keep maybe they keep making their own content just under somebody else or something like that. Well, like, I don't let's know. talk about some of the shows on Peacock. They haven't announced how much their cost will be yet, but um, here's just a quick list. I'm going to go as quick as I can, but 30 Rock, Bates Motel, Battlestar Galactica. They're actually going to do a reboot of that show as well. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Cheers, Chrisley Knows Best, Covert Affairs, Downton Abbey, Everybody Loves Raymond Frazier, at Friday Night Lights, House, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, King of Queens, Married with Children, Monk, Parenthood, praise the Lord, Psych, Royal Pains, Saturday Night Live, Superstore, The Real Housewives, Top Chef, and Will and & Grace. In regards to film, they have American Pie, um, bridesmaids knocked up. Meet the parents. Meet the Fockers. A beautiful mind. Back to Back to the Future. Brokeback Mountain. Casino. Dallas Buyers Club. Do the right thing. Aaron Brockovich. E.T. Field of Dreams. Jaws. Mamma Mia. Shrek. And the Breakfast Club. It's also going to have the Bourne films, Despicable Me, and the franchise of Fast and the Furious. Um, they're also going to have some originals called Doctor Death, based on a true crime podcast, starring Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater. And Jamie Dornan, I don't know who that is. Uh, Battlestar Galactica reboot from the uh, Emmy-nominated Mr. Robot and Homecoming uh, executive producer Sam Ishmael. Um, Brave New World about a dystopian world starring Alden Ehrenreich. 
don't know who that is. He's in. Oh, uh, he. I'm sorry. He was in Solo, a Star Wars story. He was. He played Solo, and Demi Moore, um, Angeline, which is a, a limited series with Emmy Rossum. One of Us is Lying, based on the New York seller best time young adult thriller. Rutherford Falls, Straight Talk. They're going to do a Save by the Spell, Save by the Bell, and Punky Brewster reboot, featuring all the original cast members, apparently from Punky Brewster. And Elizabeth Berkley and Mario Lopez will come back for Saved by the Bell. They'll do a second spinoff to the long-running series Psych. Another movie. That's awesome. And they'll do a Saturday Night Live docu-series called Who Wrote That? Um, Exploring the famous personalities in front and behind the camera. They'll do some talk show series as well with Jimmy Fallon. um, And then uh, another Bravo Real Housewives spinoff because that's what everybody needs right now. Um What's 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 sticking out to you guys on this? They had me at Shrek. Oh, <laughs> Shrek! I hear I, Shrek. I, also, I just gone. got one thing. If you got, if you guys go Google Jamie uh, Dorian or whatever you said his name was, D O R N A N, you might be looking right into Isaac's face. Just some, I'm just saying that right now. Just putting that out there. I think I didn't say this, but I believe the the office is coming back to that from Netflix, which will end in 2021, which I think is going to be a big push for them. They're going to start streaming in 2020. They, they have sold me on a bunch of stuff, what they'll have. I mean, you give me some Saturday Night Live stuff. You give me Shrek. You give me Brokeback Mountain. You give me some Fast and the Furious. Um, reboot you just, of you just had to sneak Saved Brokeback by the Bell. In there, didn't you? Um, <laughs> of course I did. And an office coming there that's how you're gonna get you know every you know every pretty much half the population to the peacock streaming service right i mean like when i when i initially heard that nbc was starting their streaming service i mean the first thing that was announced was the office was going there and i was like okay like maybe i'll just buy the office you know somewhere else and then i won't have to get the streaming service but when they came out and announced the rest of their show lineup i was like Oh my god! I got. I gotta say this, uh, Isaac. You you owe I'm, you owe Netflix nothing. You don't have to be brand loyal. It's not like Netflix <sighs> has been there for you when when your child was born. Yeah, it's I not know, like Netflix. When sends all this when all this exclusive presents, stuff, Netflix <laughs> means nothing. But all this exclusive stuff comes off of Netflix, like all of NBC stuff, all of Disney stuff, and if each HBO slash you know whatever i mean they don't really have any dc anything on netflix right now but if anything comes off for the att hbo any of that stuff man maybe maybe i won't be on netflix anymore i don't know and especially because netflix is one of the more expensive streaming services you know from all the reported pricing that's going to be happening like netflix is at what 12.99 right now and a lot of these streaming services are being announced for five to eight dollars per month so if all of that exclusive stuff comes off of Netflix, I might bail on Netflix. I'm not cons- super loyal to Netflix. It's just they have they have the biggest content out there right now. So uh, I don't think they can honestly. I think they're just they're in too much financial trouble to start lowering the price. And that's where Disney and Apple are going to have another leg on them. Is that they can keep? No, I mean, I don't know if they keep will. Going up, that's, but they that's can what keep. Netflix kind of did too. It's like you, right, you get people right, and that's just that business. To, like, to have to have Netflix, then you just start raising the price because they're going to not cancel the net, their Netflix subscription. Right. But the difference is Netflix 
is literally making their money off of their streaming service, whereas Apple and Disney are not. They're they've already got mega corporations. They don't need I got their streaming question. services. Does uh will Peacock, Apple Plus, and Disney Plus, will they have will it be ad free? Yes. All of them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least that's what I've read on all of them. I heard <clears throat> I've heard some different yeah. I've heard some different um things about one of them and now i can't remember well, which the one only it ads is. that i'd be willing to see are ads for stuff in your in your sh- like on your list like how netflix hasn't made oh yeah i'm hulu. thinking of hulu, hulu actually because hulu, hulu, hulu if you but yeah hulu is what 6.99 without ads and then i think 12.99 with ads or, or with sorry other way around 11.99 without ads and then 6.99 like i think ads. the thing that i that netflix really messed up on that i hope one of these companies really figures out is make a show about what's coming out make it make a netflix show star starring some awesome host that everybody loves um who is the guy that that got into all the sexual um Chris Hardwick. I know Chris Hardwick about. would have been perfect for that. Like, just a perfect guy to fill in that role. You know what I'm saying? Like, just every week he he comes in, he films one episode on a Friday. It's live, and they just talk about the shows. They have actors from those shows come on, and they just do like a like a like a weekly show. Like or like Joel. Um, oh my gosh, from Community. Um, Joel McHale. Like, how did Joel McHale not land that role? He would have been hilarious doing that. I just think. That would have been a really, really efficient way to do it, and I, I hope one of these companies figures that out because I would watch that. Yeah, and then just have it start playing when one of your shows gets over or something like that. Like, yeah, it's just or on like it's all like when you enter the menu, it's on in the right. background. Yeah, yeah, and he's it just goes straight into the interview. Like how these guys haven't really figured that out yet. They haven't figured out. I don't know. They haven't really figured out that 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 concept of like market yourself. And the fact that you didn't know who any any of these shows were on Apple Plus, I've at least seen some of these commercials, but they've got to find ways to market to you outside of like the typical, oh, we're going to just put it online or on a TV commercial. You know, I just, I don't know. I think they're not thinking outside the box enough. That's why I'm excited to see Disney and Apple kind of get in the game. I think they're going to be better at that than Netflix has been. We'll see. But so last question, <clears throat> you've got about 15 bucks a month to work with. What are you sticking with? Are we are we saying when all of these come out? Yep, like, when all when these all, come out, what all? are you sticking with? Hey boy, fifteen. I mean, if ooh, that's that's a that's a low budget. I feel like HBO Max and Disney Plus. If I had to pick two, there you go. <clears throat> Just pick two. Um, oh boy, I'm going Disney Plus for sure, and oh, this is hard. I think, I think uh, right now I'd probably stick with Netflix, but that's definitely going to change in the next. So you five need years, to take I off a like. Nike shirt and start wearing Adidas. That that's all I hear when you're like, I gotta <laughs> stick with, I gotta stick with Kay. Netflix. Here's what here's what I'll what say. Everyone else likes. Here's else what I'll say wears. about Peacock. But everybody else likes it. We're we're talking about sitcoms later. Peacock has a phenomenal lineup of sitcoms on their on their service like i was like kind of thinking oh like parks and rec and the office are some of my favorite shows uh you know i'm maybe now i'll just i'll probably buy those when they you know when they come out with peacock but then you've got all these other 
amazing sitcoms like 30 Rock, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Frasier. House oh, isn't really kind of a sitcom, so but it's yeah. a great show. Monk, Psych, those also don't count as sitcoms probably, but they're awesome shows. And Saturday Night Live, like Saturday Night Live. Like I, I, I'm a big Saturday Night Live fan. I, The current stuff is obviously not as great as kind of the classic Saturday Night Live, but if they make all of those old Saturday Night Live exclusive to their service like that's something i i would enjoy watching so i do i do but it's it doesn't have everything though i have it though but it is it well, is let's transition great. to our next do segment hot or snot where we talk about the things in pop culture today that are relevant to us um we rate we rank them using a rating system this may be your first time listening to us on this uh, on this show. So we want to make sure that you are familiar with our rating system. We're going to put the rating bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity snap. All right. Mark, we're going to go ahead and start with you. What is hot or snot for you this week? Um, well, I really didn't have anything snot, but I thought just to bring it up to go off of my last uh, snot of, I think, the last time we recorded with Antonio Brown. I think uh, he is he wins number one snot place for this past week of being an obvious terrible person, no matter if he's didn't been you accused like, or... Didn't you hot that, like, two weeks ago, too? I was in the middle. I was in the both. Okay, I think I was okay. hot and snotted it. He didn't know whether to hot it or snot it, but he it just knew had to be, it had to be about. on... One yeah, he's them. he's straight up snot. He's uh he's a garbage person, is what I think we've all learned. Um, we'll see him in the XFL getting TDs thrown to him by Andrew Luck, so he'll all work out in the end for that him. Be- I guess. That better not happen. Um, I feel bad for the people he's accosted, assaulted, sexually or otherwise. Um, I kind of feel, I mean, not kind of, but I do feel bad for his wife and kids. Right? I believe he's married. If we watched Hard Knocks, I believe that was his wife. But yeah, I think it's a crap situation. Then you see this man then turn on everybody, and uh, everyone just calls him out. And Forty, just, if like, you okay, count, I guess, uh, if you I count mean, the Patriots, ten. You are who the public says you are. So, it's, uh, that dude threw away thirty million dollars, basically, or yeah, thirty million dollars. Well, well, sure. And I, I, I saw Adam. Schefter say one of his sources said Kraft will won't pay any of his guaranteed money if he's owed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it was something to do with his him violating his contract or something like that. But I think he is grieving that ten million that he is guaranteed by the Patriots. But uh, he must he must have accepted that he's not getting that thirty million from the Raiders because they suspended him. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, I'll just go after the ten million from the Patriots. But man, it's isn't it just crazy that two years ago he was just like a normal professional football player. Like he wasn't. Well, that's, that's what he, he showed to the crazy. public. He wasn't. Well, he must have been because all, all the right. stuff he's I mean, been accused he was for happened close, in 2017, which is two years ago. So, dude, the Steelers, the Steelers deserve so much credit for that. Because how much did the Steelers know? Like, did the Steelers know about this when this stuff happened? If they did, they kept it under wraps very, he, very. He was very like well. skipping practices and showing up late all the time. It was all the time. But that was kind well, of the last year. Apparently, he would do things on his own, on like his own wasn't. like time frame. He just like hmm. he was just. Well, that doesn't. He was probably me, yeah. a nightmare. 
I bet I bet they just got so tired of him. Like they probably it probably drove them nuts. If you think about it, it probably drove them all just bananas. But yeah, we'll see. It's crazy. What, what, what's hot for you, Mark? What's hot? I got two hot things. Um, I finished Supergirl season four, and uh, you may have seen Infinity Bros retweeting my per- from my personal account. Uh, my love for it. I thought season four of Supergirl was the best of that series from first. What do you give the whole series, Mark? Because I, I, I loved, I I've loved been season like one, kind of season two and three. I I was in middle of the road, like it was fifty fifty for episodes, and then I would, I personally would give season four a six out of six stones if we had to rate it. So like overall series, I'd probably say four point three stones if if you'll allow me that. But I thought it was overall just like the story arcs that they had in some of the stuff. And then the the crossover was really awesome. And then some of the characters that they're able to use. They used the Smallville music in one episode. And I like, I got goosebumps and I thought of Max and our friendship and stuff. I Hopefully he'll, if he ever watches the episode, because I gave him the exact time to watch it in that episode. But I'm sure he didn't because we're not on the same level of friendship. Um, moving on to my second hot... Wait, wait, wait. Before, before you move on to your second one, what, what do you rate the other... Um cwdc shows in comparison because i i have i have watched arrow and the flash and i i enjoyed them and i didn't get into supergirl because i thought okay, it i would say lame so i, I want to hear what you think about those i feel like shows. the last the last uh series for arrow and flash have been pretty good compared to maybe the season before the season before and then the one before that one as well um i feel like all their season ones were pretty solid and season twos were pretty solid and then they kind of lost me got convoluted for me just personally but i mean from you know toes to head i think all the series are pretty well done in my opinion and the crossovers when they started doing that were pretty sweet uh you can go off more and think of or have seen legends of tomorrow that one's kind of out there and you kind of really gotta enjoy the whole arrowverse to, I, I i say to really enjoy that but i think they're all done well, I like how all the stories are are connected, and I think that's what Supergirl season like. one gets a three for me out of six. So it's it's tolerable. It's it's not a terrible show. It's season two where it goes to like two to one territory where I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, what which one is your favorite? Out of all of them? Out of all oh them. my gosh, probably the Flash. If like you know season to season, like just liking all of them because I I don't remember exact. I know there's like two seasons in Arrow where I'm just like, okay, this is just stupid um but then it kind of picked up for me but then talking about that my number one hot for this week is uh tom welling officially being cast as superman in the 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 last season of arrow in the what are they calling it the infinite crisis on earth mark can i ask mark can i ask you a question here is it possible for someone to hop in right now and watch this like, do you think, do you think this like big major crossover that they're planning here, this like kind of playing the hits, do you think like somebody like me can come off? Obviously, I'm a comic book fan, but like even like normal person who sees well, this, it's and- just like this. Um, before every episode, just like a comic book would or should, they give you like a little details of what you 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 would for sure need to know before starting the episode. So you can you can jump in anywhere in any of these shows and kind of pick up what's been going on. 
previously yeah. on so like Lost. you know that's something that's lost in some shows but um yeah i think you could watch this latest season and i don't think the whole season's going to be on this i think i've read it's like the last half but i could be wrong maybe they're just doing that to like fake people out i don't know why you would if you're casting all these people but i wanted to add to that uh michael rosenbaum said that if tom gets you know cast to come back as superman that he's going to come back as lex luther he's totally so coming back 100 he's coming back he loves so it. I just, and they're like, they're really good friends. Do you listen to his podcast, Mark? Yes. Yes, I do. Inside of You Podcast, six out of six. Just talk about a podcast name that I would love if I could have invented that. Yeah, we get it. You're really edgy and you, you flirt. Oh, I'm you not edgy. With Michael, the, yeah, you Michael, flirt with the inappropriate Michael, line. We all get I don't, it. We I totally don't get it. I flirt with it. I am the inappropriate line. Yeah, whatever, dude. Anything else before we have to hear any more inappropriate jokes? No, but we can listen to you talk. What's your top? What's your hot and snot? Do you want me to go Isaac or are you up? Okay, you got um, I'm going to start go. with my snot. I finally finished up Sense8. Um, I don't know if you guys, have you watched Sense8? No, but you did recommend the first season. I recommended the first season. Season 2 was had a, an amazing cliffhanger, and then the Netflix canceled it, and I snotted that. So they, they did a little movie for it, about a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and it just did not have... Um, the ending, the satisfaction that I was looking for. I will tell you that if you're watching Sense8, it is a very, very um, gay, agenda-filled show. For some people, that may not be your cup of tea. Um, for me, it was like, well, whatever. It didn't really bother me. I, I thought the superpower ability for them to constantly be in each other's minds was really a cool thing to play with with characters. Um, it took some very inappropriate, like, if you have kids, don't watch this show with kids turns um at times especially sexually but um i just didn't like the ending i just didn't feel like it was a good satisfying ending with the way that season two kind of had ended i thought there was going to be this bigger push to go um i'm, I'm not going to spoil anything if anybody wants to watch it but there was a cliffhanger in season two and it got all resolved and they're trying to kind of bring the show back it's it's directed by the directors of of, of um the matrix so i i mean i love the concept Season one gets a gets a five and a half out of six for me. Um, season two gets me gives me about a four and a half, uh, a little lower, but still really good. I think I give this one a two out of six. I just didn't feel like the ending was what I wanted as a fan. Um, and uh, like you, you really, I I think if you're getting me to watch it, that's pretty good to begin with. Um, so I'll give them that credit. I, I really enjoyed the show. Um, the other thing I watched was uh, I got to watch the Between Two Ferns movie on Netflix. Have you guys watched this yet? Not yet. Oh, I my gosh. That sounds interesting. This, was it hilarious? This, here, here's, here's the dilemma. Was it inappropriate? There were some inappropriate lines, but it, for the most part, it was, it was really good. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 6, and the only reason it doesn't get a 6 is because the movie is not good. And and let me kind of clarify what I'm gonna say here. <laughs> did did you did you expect it? I watched good? it. <laughs> Here's, so the whole point of the show is if you if you've never watched um, the creators of Funnier Die, so that's Will Ferrell and um, um, Adam McKay and a couple other guys, they kind of roped um, Galifianakis early on in his career to do these little bits, and then Galifianakis blew up with The Hangover. And so all of a sudden he was able to get really famous celebrities in to, to meet with him. So they did this show called Between Two Ferns. It's a YouTube show. And it's basically where he sits there and just kind of blasts his his guests on the show live. And it, it's a really just hilarious show. Um, 
if you watch it, it's it's just him and actors basically acting like they don't like each other, and it's brilliant. Um, this movie starts off right into it where he's he's interviewing Matthew McConaughey. Um, they're going back and forth. It's just obviously what you'd expect if you've watched it before. <clears throat> and they tried to make a movie out of this, and I really wish they would have just said, you know what, instead of doing, te- like, they basically did 10 to 15 interviews with celebrities in it. If they had said instead, you know what, let's just literally go for 30 interviews with celebrities with like a legitimate documentary behind the scenes of it, I would have way rather to have it that way. Instead, they kind of went with this really knuckleheaded story where Zach Galifianakis is, for lack of a better comparison, he's playing a Michael Scott, just like a really dumb idiot boss. And there were some funny parts with it, but that was the weakest part. But let me tell you, every single interview that he does in this movie is absolutely hilarious. Um, it's comical. It's well-timed. Um, it's it's the perfect actors. Keanu Reeves is in it. Brie Larson's well, in it. Stop there. It starts already. It's star-studded already, star-studded. right? Um, it's, it's already on your top five Keanu Reeves movie, right, too? Well, that, I'm not Isaac. I'm not Isaac. Um, Chance, okay, the rapper, Chance the Rapper's hey. in it. Um, they have this great bit where... Um, John Legend's wife hits on Zach Galifianakis, and then he interviews um, John Legend the next day. And so John Legend basically comes into the interview saying, I know what you did. And it's just, it, it's just, the interviews are hilarious. And then at the very end, the best part of this whole movie is they do a blooper reel for the whole credits of all the actors working with Zach on their fake interviews. And I'm telling you guys, I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. I mean, I was rolling i was laughing so hard um highest of sixes i can give to that some of the funniest things i've ever heard were in that like last five minutes i totally recommend if you're a fan of between two ferns to go see this um i do give it a hot it's it's not the greatest thing i've ever seen but comedy is subjective and maybe the story will appeal to you more than others um the story was like muff to me but the interviews were absolutely amazing all of the interviews if i could just get the interviews it'd be a six I'm excited to watch the end of this movie now to see what is your, what you perceive as the funniest thing that could ever be. So everyone go out there and watch it, and then that is what Max is in a nutshell. To see to see what Max's are. I, I think for me, is. it's just the. I think it's the just like it's it's always going. It doesn't stop, and it's like the actors being themselves. You've watched them for an hour and a half, kind of rip each other and fake you out, and you've accepted the reality that they live in. And then you're watching this real, like, authentic communication happening where, like, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd and him, there, there's a bit where he makes fun of Paul Rudd being Jewish. And Paul Rudd just kind of takes it in left field. And, like, everybody's just looking around like, what is wrong with you? And it's just, I don't know. I just found it really funny. I thought I, I thought every actor that was in this did a great job. David Letterman's in this. Um, I said Paul Rudd's in it. Uh, um, Peter Dinklage is in it at the end. Um, they got some great Game of Thrones jokes with Peter Dinklage at the end. If you're a Game of Thrones guy, um, I, I think this is going to be a real win for for you guys to watch. Um, so make sure you go check it out. Um, Between Two Ferns, the movie on Netflix. I've also started rewatching um, one of my favorite shows from my childhood, which is Boston Legal. Have you guys ever watched the show? So nope. Boston League oh, has, has William Shatner in it, though, right? It does right? have William Shatner in there it. He plays my favorite character in the history of drama comedy is this character in this show. 
His name is Denny Crane. He's a narcissistic lawyer in Bo- in um <clears throat> in Boston. Um, this is actually a spinoff of The Practice, which I've never watched. I want to make that clear. I've never watched The Practice, but I just love this show. Um, this stars James Spader. Um, it stars Monica Potts. It stars uh, William Shatner, as we talked. And then there's other people in it, but you won't really know the names. Um, this show ran for four seasons. I think The Practice was really big years ago um, on NBC. You guys know what kind of the time I'm talking about when, like, um, the practice was going on. Grey's Anatomy was just starting up. You know, these kind of dramas around these lawyers and doctor roles were big. And th- this show is just such a such a funny, comical show. But as I've watched it more, I really enjoyed it as a kid. But as I've watched it more, I've really realized how far we've come as a culture in regards to misogyny and how we treat women. And part of the bit of the show is the men just kind of treat women like sexual objects. And it, it's kind of been off-putting for me a little bit on how jarring they are about it and how just like it's totally acceptable. And even just to see the transition from the early 2000s to the way it is today has been really remarkable. I think um, television has really done a great job of that and treating women correctly has been great. Um, I still think the show is hilarious. That's kind of my one big gripe with the show right now. I still get a five and a half out of six. Um, William Shatner playing um, Denny Crane is always funny to me. Anytime um, somebody says Denny Crane to him, he basically gets really excited. He he just gets really jazzed. He th- he's so narcissistic that just saying his name to him it get, sends him through the moon. So it, just a really great show. Great characters. James Spader kind of doing some really great work here kind of before he got a little older and did dramas and, and Age of Ultron. But good show. Check it out. You can check this out on Amazon. I, I, um, I like this show next. a lot. What's up? Do you, do you really like – do you think that's uh... – William Shatner's character in Boston Legal is what you've embodied as an adult now? No, I think um, it's more of... Isaac, you're up. Go ahead. Yeah, Isaac, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Hot and snot lists. My snot list is going to be short because we already mentioned one. But um, my hot list... I'll start with my hots first. So I was just messing around at work playing some cards <laughs> and... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I came across. I don't know how I even thought of it, but I like had to Google it immediately. So when I was a kid, I played a lot of computer games. I didn't have any video game consoles until I had a Wii. When I was, gosh, when did the Wii come out for us guys? Must have been early high school or something. So I didn't have a video game console, so I played PC games. And the first couple PC games I played were these, like, Christian games um, put out by Wisdom Tree Publishing, one of them being Exodus. It's this, like, overhead kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of what game it's like, kind of Zelda-ish, I guess, game. Um, Back, you know, back when the old Zelda games, you had, like, an area that you had to finish to get to the next screen or whatever. Um it's kind of like that and it it was like the story of Moses and he like went through and it like in the middle of the levels you answered bible trivia to get extra lives and it was just like the most like ridiculous thing Moses was like shooting w's that were supposed to represent the word of God or something and that like brought you through the levels you're like shooting Egyptian magi and stuff like that with these w's and it was like super ridiculous, but it was one of my earliest memories of playing video games. 
And then there was another one called Spiritual Warfare, where it was kind of the same style of game. You're this kid who was trying to collect the armor of God, and you shot the fruits of the Spirit at people. And it was, like, just just ridiculous. But I found out that both of those games are on Steam as uh, a package. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to buy this and play it. So that is what I'm going to be doing for the foreseeable future. Playing some old uh, Bible, Christian, uh, old MS-DOS. I think they actually both came out for the um, Nintendo, the original Nintendo, way back in the day. So super pumped about that. Um, My next hot is... Or was, I suppose, because Mark already took it, was that Tom Welling joins the Crisis on Infinite Earths Dude, this, this thing better be um, good, man, because you guys are hyping this up so much. This better be good. I'm serious. If if they're... If, if, if this no, shit, no, no, no. Hang on. No, 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 no. You I, can't, I got to finish. No, I got to finish this. No, 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 no. Hang on. Hey, Max, Max, do you hear? Hey, I'm saying your name. I'm saying your name. No, let me talk. Okay. You cannot come without at least seen some of the episodes prior you're gonna come in here and be like oh why why is steven amell the main guy i want more tom because you know what it's not smallville it's arrow and it's gonna be on arrow first thing and you're gonna here's, get here let's start here they're gonna time be supporting out, characters I'm, okay all right let me go here here's what i'm saying we all can agree that this show these shows have not been amazing they've been very geared towards teenage kids all centered around love versus the comic book like heroes that we are falling in love with here. Have you have you watched last season or two? I'm going off what you're telling me, bro. I'm I'm literally did, did going off what you said. Up I don't remember point. saying I don't remember saying teenager or love story in anything. So you're we telling me there's it's not centered around all the love stories. So you're telling me all the MCU's not centered around love stories? No, it's not. I what? It's not. It's centered sorry, around what, character what was, development. Well, hang on. There's more to the, character what development was the catalyst than love of stories. What was the catalyst on an M game? Between family. It was family. It was and family. Their love for each other. So go. And that wasn't the catalyst it, of End Game. Get the heck it, out of here. You've been boxed. No, you. You've been on boxed. reporting. You've and it's been boxed. Be, no, 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 in the it will be in the archives of the Infinity Bros That's fine, universe but here's forever. The, here's, so no, but here's we'll, the point we'll I'm making it. here is these shows are centered around like two or three love stories, whereas movies like Endgame have multiple love stories faceted all together. And, and the point I'm making is, is the, I watched two seasons of The Flash. I watched one season of of Super. I watched one, one and a half seasons of Supergirl. I watched. I've watched one season of Arrow, and I'm telling you, man, I, I just I don't see. I, I'm excited that they're putting these characters in here, but is this going to be really cheesy, or is this going to be well executed? You've watched, you've watched less than half. Here, okay, here's here's the thing. Um, yes, you are correct on on one part. The a lot of the drama in these shows is centered around like yeah, relationships CW, and stuff, man. which that's, that's what does. That's what I'm saying. I, that's yeah, all. That's the CW, point I'm making. It, it puts a damper on the shows. But the crossovers that they have, it seems like they do such a good job with these crossovers. Like all of that stuff seems to get put on hold when these these crossovers start, and it's all based on the interaction between superheroes. And there's always like an overarching story between two to three episodes in these crossovers. 
So they've done, I, I think they've done a really great job with all of these crossovers. And with all the names that they've got, I just don't see it going badly. Like they, they've got so many people lined up for this and Kevin Conroy is going to make an appearance as Batman. I mean, Burt Ward is going to be there as Robin. Well, potentially Robin, I guess. I guess we don't really know if, what his role is going to be. But it's just like they've got so many people lined up for this. And I just I can't see it coming off as okay. a bad like crossover. That's fair. That's so fair. regardless That's of fair. how you feel about those shows, this okay. is going to be a good I, event. I hope so. Like, I feel hey, like. Hey, we're going to make Man of Steel 2. It's going to be on the CW. Max would be like... I'm not going to go see it. Because That's not CW, true, Mark. Love story. Mark, you yeah. know what I'm don't, saying is fair. You're just being be, a Todd. Like, go be like a Todd said, somewhere else. Let no, Isaac finish you, his bit. How about you buy in? How about you go all in on all this stuff without having any criticism? You're going to love it. So I can't have criticism for anything. Okay, got it. No, no, just for this. Just for their overs. Whatever, that, bro. That's all I'm asking. Grow up, bro. Go ahead, Isaac. You grow up. Grow Whatever, up, bro. Max. You're the Wicked Witch of the West, <laughs> right. dude. You're going to tell me that I'm wrong. Whatever. Grow you up, bro. Just grow up. Grow now we up, all bro. know. Now we all know why. All right, oh, I'm sorry. So, Isaac. I'm gonna let you finish because I respect you more. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, Mark. I, I really appreciate that. Um, so I'm just really excited for this Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, I'm glad crossover. you're excited. Like, I, I, I want to clarify. Saying I'm glad we've all been saying. I just really hope they execute well. That's all I'm trying to say. So I'm glad that you're. Ex- I am. I'm not really worried about it. I. Th- I'm. I think they're gonna do a good job with it. So, um, regardless of the overall shows. I think this event is going to be a good crossover. So um, my next thing on my hot list is it is, is it Batman day today or was it yesterday? Is it today, right? I think it was today. Um, but WB, uh, Mont- w- it was yesterday. Okay. WB Montreal um, tweeted a, a, what seems to be a teaser for another Arkham game. And I am, this is on my hot list because I obviously love the Arkham games. Um, and although I would love to see some other superhero uh, geared video games, I'm never going to complain about another Batman game. So I'm excited for that. And kind of leading off of that, there is um, on, on uh, Epic Games, I know you guys aren't PC gamers, but for all those PC gamers out there, Epic Games has a Batman thing going on where you can get all of the Arkham games and all of the Lego Batman games for free on the Epic Games Store. So even if you are not a normal PC gamer, which I am not, I downloaded all these games on my on my uh, Epic Games account. So when I do get a cool PC that I can game on, I will be playing all of these and get them for free. So score for that. Um, another last thing on my hot list, Batman themed, um, hot is Fortnite came out with a Batman, um, event. Basically they have a ton of, uh, content centered around a Batman skin, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. Uh, Catwoman skin. There is a couple gliders that are Catwoman, Batman themed, and they have uh, Tilted Towers, for those of you familiar with Fortnite, um, has become Gotham City. And it's just really cool to see Fortnite just collaborating with all... They had a uh, a Borderlands event a couple weeks ago that was really cool. They're just collaborating with all of these uh, studios. And they have the, they've had multiple Marvel events and, and skins and stuff like that. It's just so cool to see 
um, how how Fortnite and Epic Games have just really revolutionized the video game industry in the sense of you know bringing other companies into their video games and other games have done it too but it just feels like Fortnite has done a really good job with that so going into my snot list actually is part of that unfortunately even though there's all this cool content they are just jacking up the price on all that content which you would expect from somebody like Epic Games who is profiting off of all of this but so I think I don't know if this is the first time that Fortnite and Epic Games has done this but the Batman skins one is a kind of traditional comic book Batman and that one's pretty sweet and then there's also the Christian Bale Dark Knight Batman skin and both of those you have to buy in the actual PlayStation store for 20 bucks. You can't get them for V-Bucks, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, not like I was going to buy it anyways because I'm kind of done playing Fortnite, but it's just like come on. You're you have come out with this awesome stuff for everybody that enjoys your game and enjoys DC and Batman, but you have to make people like spend actual money for it like it's just a little bit of a bummer to me and that's on my snot list and all the other stuff was also super expensive but you could actually buy it with in-game v bucks currency so that was also a bummer but not as much as a bummer of making people pay actual money for your in-game content so there's my rant about fortnite and the other thing on my snot list actually was Peacock, and we already talked about that. I love all the shows that are on Peacock, but it's just annoying and a little disappointing that it may be another streaming service that I'm going to have to subscribe to. So just a little disheartening. And I don't know, obviously I'm going to have probably more than two uh, streaming services. We went over that earlier that there's just... There's just too many shows out there that I enjoy that I, I mean, yeah, buying like The Office or Parks and Rec probably would be a great idea for me anyways, but there's still like four or five other shows on there that I want to watch eventually. So it's just... You go purchase physical discs of these TV shows. You really going to open up those discs, put them in a DVD player play them well um, no i would oh, buy them I, on so the itunes or amazon or okay. something it is amazing that how, how yeah like, so i could just stream you them walked through that just now mark and people legitimately think that's exhausting right like think <laughs> about that have you th- have we thought about that that's like hilarious it is. I, that is interesting so we have back at, um back seasons day. one seriously. and seriously <laughs> back in my day we have seasons one and two of scooby-doo like the og 1969 and 70 i believe are the seasons of scooby-doo and they are actual dvds and i'm so lazy that i will let my daughter watch one disc on repeat for like days before i change the disc like that's how that's like as a culture how we feel about these physical and and the same thing with gaming too like so many people are like oh i don't want to buy a a hard copy of a disc because then i actually have to get up and put this disc in my playstation even though if they're they might get like a 20 dollar discount or something like that on a hard copy they'd rather buy the digital copy that they can just download and stuff at any point it's a little ridiculous but we're all we're all in it so it is what it is so that's my hot and snot 
<clears throat> All right. Well, you guys ready? Great. Let's get into the top five. The. We're going at three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. All right, every week we get into a top five. We break down uh, something maybe that's relevant to us. Maybe we had a conversation throughout the week about it. Maybe we just want to have a debate or maybe it's relevant to what we're talking about. Today we talked about uh, some streaming services. So we want to talk about the top five sitcoms of all time. Mark, you were just belittling my list that you hadn't even heard yet earlier. You no, that? I just made some predictions and I'm pretty sure I'm correct. And no, we're gonna find out. We are gonna find out. I'm I'm really interested to see what's on your list, Mark, based on what you were you were saying about our potential. Well, I lists. will respect your list to the you know top degree, Isaac. You know that. Okay, good, good. Well, my list, anyway. Well, of not course Max's. not. Who does? Who will? <laughs> no, you're right. Right. Uh. <laughs> hey, Max, do you want me to go first with the top five, or do you want to go first? <laughs> Where's the Isaac? Let's get Isaac out of the way, so then we just—that's our—that's our. That's our uh, Let's that's just our tipping off point. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just ecstatic right now because the Rams closed the game out, and I actually won in fantasy this week. I didn't think I'd win. It was, thank you. I really appreciate. it. Yes. You know, How baby. does it feel to go undefeated? Max. It yeah. feels good. I really hey, thought well, Ethan had hey, me. What was the name of William Shatner's character in Boston Eagle again? Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Okay. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Got it. Denny Crane. Love Denny Cream. Um, let's go ahead and start with Isaac. Let's start with a safer top five, and then we'll transition <laughs> a little more lethal down the stretch. So go ahead, Isaac. Okay. Okay. So I would like to start off by saying I there's oh, this is such a hard list for me. Like there's so many amazing sitcoms that I wanted to put on this list. But I went with my top five as the top five that was most like influential for me in my TV watching uh, career, I guess you, whatever you want to call it. Um, not necessarily the best uh, or most influential on society TV totally. shows. Cause there's yeah. so many more of those, but I just went with the ones that like impacted me the most. So uh, um, I, I would say apologies to, Anybody who is offended by my list, but I'm not going to because it's my you list. Do and you, bro. I do what I want. So, hey, it's your party. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, it is my party. So, some honorable mentions. Uh, I had a hard time even leaving things off of my honorable mentions. This is I have a lot of honorable mentions. So, bear with me. Uh, the Cosby Show. <laughs> oh, Fresh time, Prince hold on. Of is Cosby Show on your list, or this is honorable mention? Okay, praise the this Lord. This is honorable. I mention. thought we were just doing top fives. Whoa! I, I was like, "Oh dude, boy!" If uh, if, <laughs> if oh Bill my. Cosby, was, <laughs> if Bill Cosby like was a still a good person, oh, it might on. have made Dr. my list. Doctor Huxtable was a good person. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's why it's on my honorable mentions because the show <laughs> in and of itself is an amazing show that actually had a pretty big impact on me growing up. So, um, Cosby Show, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Friends. That 70s Show, 30 Rock, Scrubs, Andy Griffith Show, Brady Bunch. Those are – I left off basically all of the older shows. I don't have that many – I don't have any older shows on my See, on Mark, my you don't have five. to worry about the fact um, that you don't have the biggest honorable mention list this episode. 
Actually, uh, yeah, continue, Isaac. Well, they're not in my top five. That's the thing. I don't have oh, 10 movies in my oh, top or 10 bang, shows bang. in my top well five. Done, so, Isaac. Right? I have three yeah, Keanu Reeves. I just listed all of John Wick <laughs> into one love. What shows and has Keanu Reeves been in? Do you think Isaac lists those today? Oh, my. I hope so. I, ho- I hope he's gone back and figured out <laughs> on IMDb which TV shows. <laughs> Keanu they had like two seasons in. and nobody watched and it. And it's like one episode yeah. max, yeah. like one episode that he's in, and they're my favorite shows. Um, okay, so my number five is ironic that uh, Mark and no, I think it was just Max actually that mentioned this earlier is How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I think it was the first show that I ever watched fully, like the first show that I started because it was one of the first shows that was on Netflix. I think honestly. Um, I first show that I started at the very beginning and watched all the way through. And I think the last season I might have watched like as it came out, like the, I was finally caught up by the last season. So that show was just really uh, influential in my TV watching career. It's a really funny show, really great acting. Um, and that is number five for me. Number four is new girl. And I will, I will again say that all of these top five are just, they're really funny sitcoms to me and they are, I don't know. They, they just like, when I think about these shows, I can sit down and watch just about any of the episodes of these shows and enjoy every single one of them. And I don't know if I can say that for a lot of shows, but new girls, another one with great actors and actresses, uh, just a hilarious show. Um, my next one, number three is Brooklyn nine, nine, Andy Samberg is hilarious, and that show is fantastic, and I am excited to keep watching that one as it keeps coming up with more episodes. Number two, I have Parks and Rec on my number two. I love the, um, sorry, I love the uh, documentary like style of TV show that uh, Parks and Rec and The Office are, and. Parks and Rec was just just slightly different than The Office and just has a fantastic blend of humor and uh, sarcasm and awkwardness that just makes it a fantastic show. And that leads me to number one, which is The Office. I have, you, I have UK or The or Office is such, uh, obviously, the USA. 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 <laughs> USA. <laughs> USA, US, all the way. Um, the Office is, oh man, the memories I have of watching that show for the first time. Like, there are still episodes, <laughs> Scott's Tots, <laughs> where I have to watch the TV screen through my fingers because it's so awkward that I, like, just can't stand it. Like, and it just what's makes your it most, so What's hilarious. your most, like, can't-stand-it moment in the history of The Office? I know mine, but I got to know yours. Um, honestly, it probably is I was gonna say the Scott's same thing. Tots Scott's episode Tots. Scott's Tots. where yep. Michael, like, stands yep. up at the, like, they've built mm-hmm. up this whole episode because they're, like, praising him and they're so excited about yep. what he's going to give them. He stands up at the front and he's like, guys, I can't give you what i've promised you for the last 14 years or whatever that he has them computer batteries as like not even a computer just a computer battery oh my just a computer battery that's brilliant oh my gosh like 
the most one of the most awkward hilarious moments in tv history holy crap oh my gosh uh so the office i i kind of went back and forth i love the parks and rec and the office but i think the office is just generally a funnier show than parks and rec even though parks and rec is still hilarious so that uh bumped it up to number one for me so that is my top five Love The Office. Such a great show. Mark, would you Let's like to go or would you like me to go? I'll, you, I'll, I can go. I can are you go. sure? I can go. You, you've been a little judgmental today, so I, I'm okay no, to go so you can kind of okay. get the last word. No, no, I'll get the last word no matter what. It doesn't matter what order. That's not true. I'm going to go. Okay. All right, I'm going to well, go. Gonna, Mark, okay. I'm going to go. Okay, so my, Mark, I'm so going to go. So Mark, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm not going to list my honorable mentions because oh I have 14 of them. And I would hate to have Max be rabbit. Holy crap. So nice, I'm not going to list nice. any of them because cause Max no, tells you. Max, 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 you were the one Max, that said earlier Max that you were going to do that. Max wants a top five. Max wants a top five, so here's my top five. You know, I didn't – I I would like to say, too, before you start your list, Mark, I didn't put Psych and Monk on my honorable mentions because I didn't think of I them as sitcoms, are, but those are also some of my favorite. <sighs> what do they count as? Like mystery I or it's like the, mystery comedies um, or – detective comedies or something because, like, I don't, don't they both have like a story arc to them though like a, a like a constant like forward moving story i think eh, that's where yeah, they get but... listed differently where like a sitcom is you know a situational <laughs> comedy so yeah. each episode is a different situation in a sense i mean there could be some story building yeah. but it usually doesn't go more than three episodes. i mean technically by that by that definition how i met your mother probably isn't a sitcom sure. either but i'm sure it's I don't, uh, I don't know that, but they just seemed more like uh, different, like with the detective style, yeah. they just didn't seem like sitcoms. So I didn't put them on my list, but those are also All some right. of my favorite TV. So shows. here's Sorry. my top five. Wait, yeah, I, want to hear I, said, Come on, just... I will tell, I'll tell you, we'll have a call and I'll tell you. Oh. How about that? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Just, just right. message, message me privately. privately Mark. All right. Okay. Hang DM, on. Slip do, into do my DMs. We do. Will you yes, not make fun of I me? I do. We won't make fun of you about the honorable mentions. No. Oh, oh, that's stupid. Why would you not, not make fun of me? You guys are so right. stupid. <laughs> yeah, so Idiot. stupid. Um, all right, here they are. Uh, here's my honorable mentions. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, Modern Freaks Family. and Geeks. I forgot about that. Yep. Great show. Family Guy. Yeah. Archer. Workaholics. That 70s show. Saved by the Bell. <coughs> the Office. Silicon Valley. Scrubs, I think that's fourteen. I don't have them all written. Seinfeld. So there's there's my honorable mentions. I loved all those shows. What's your top five? Here it is, number five, Golden Girls. No way! Oh. You did not put Golden Girls on your Mark. list. Mark, no, you did not. Yes, I did. Mark, I, I, hey, I'm you proud of Golden Mark. Girls. Ice, okay, Ice, I will say Isaac talked about shows that he grew my, up watching. I, I watched a lot of Golden Girls, and I would have put them on my list on Thursdays. I don't remember what channel, just random, but I would spend my mornings in junior high watching Dude. Golden Girls. That's my wife's favorite show of all time, so I've watched a lot of That's Golden why Girls. she thinks I'm awesome. And it is, right. it is a great show. I should have put it on my honorable mentions, but I left it off because I would never have watched it without uh, my My number wife. four on the list, South Park. All right, number three. <laughs> Broad City. Okay. Okay, another show that you guys are uneducated yeah, about. Well, well, apparently, you're just such an elite <laughs> sitcom mind. Look at you. Thank thank you. Thank you, William <laughs> Shatner's character from Boston Legal. 
Denny Crane. My number two. It's Denny Crane. Denny Crane. <laughs> Denny Crane. Thank you, Denny. Denny Crane. You even, you even asked him what it was like five know, minutes ago. But that's part of the bit too with Denny Crane is he wants you to continue asking yep. what his name is. So you're you're if anything you're you're leaning into my character a little more. I am. My number two, Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down is a great Ooh, show, Mark. Okay. Excellent okay. choice. And my okay. and my okay. number one favorite sitcom, <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Well done. Yeah, Mark, buddy. Mark, make the make the, make the um. I want you to tell us why Parks is better than The Office. Because this is the big debate here, right? Sure. Yep. So Zane thinks we're all lesser beings for thinking The Office is better well, Mark than Parks doesn't. and Rec. So Mark is, Mark is not a no, lesser being, I'm not, apparently, according think, to Zane. So tell us, why, I, tell us why you're not a lesser um, being. I don't, like, what, wait on. Why I'm not a lesser being? Well, I'm not you guys, so that's, that's easy. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> jk jk guys okay okay um but i guess i mean i love the office the office is an honorable mention but i don't know if this the storytelling i just love a lot more in parks and rec maybe it's chris pratt amy poehler rob lowe aziz ansari um nick offerman as ron swanson i don't know i just i think it just was more funny to me the whole situational comedy that they gave us i will us. say yeah, I will say that I think you have a point with the uh, with the storyline because the Parks and Rec just was more directionally focused, basically from the point it came out. Because The Office spent maybe two or three seasons just like kind of feeling itself out as a show, even though it was, those two three seasons were hilarious. Well, Parks and I feel Rec- like there wasn't as much of a storyline until later, and then Parks and Rec just had the yes, office they to go the off of, of the so they kind of they had michael sure michael sure right was on right it. they had the mem- exactly so so it just like they were able to build a, a little better of a storyline right from the get-go because That's of the point. office so i i totally and it wasn't a ripoff of a uk show no 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 which was superior <laughs> i thought you were gonna say rip off of the office <laughs> well i think it's fair I to say that say... parks and rec was a bit of a not ripoff but there were tones definitely taken from the office at first. Maybe. Oh yeah, sure. tones for sure. All right, Max, it, what's, what's your list? Cut, it's not, it, it was a little exists in the same universe. Paste. Not a ton, but a little. I think that's fair to say. But Dude, they cited what their if work. Parks and Rec and the Office had a crossover. I know. Oh my gosh. What could have been? All right, let's do my list and. And there it was. No one cared. Let's uh, show everybody. Um... <laughs> Thank you, Infinity Bros. Universe, for uh, two <laughs> All right, Max, we're kidding. It's your turn. No, Guy I'm... from Boston Legal. Denny Crane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's what we did. So I'll go my honorable mentions to start. Um, here's wait, What do you mean by here's what we did? Who else will help do with this list? Well, you know, I said... Den- Denny Crane? Sarah Chippen? She has some input on this list? Um, Denny Crane. Jardine? Um, we'll start with Brooklyn Nine Nine at the honorable mentions. Um, Arrested Development. Arrested Development's a hard six Ooh, on my list. Yep. It's a hard yeah, six. One, like this. That that I forgot about that. I one. kept going back and forth on Arrested Development because I think Arrested Development is the when I look at my list probably the third best written show out of all the ones I'm going to mention. Net, do you think the Netflix seasons kind of ruined? Oh, it? totally. I think that's why it's I'm not. It's nostalgia yep. and top. It's exactly yeah. why it's not in my list. 
you're you're saying why it's not on my list. Scrubs yeah. is really underrated. I love Third Rock it from is. the Sun too. Um, I really love Third Rock from the Sun. Actually, John Lithgow. I love that show. And um, yeah. guy from Inception, um, Joseph Gordon Levitt. That that's who you pull him from. Guy from Inception. Well, what's what's he from? The are you are you thinking The Dark Knight Rises? Is that the movie? Angels, Angels in the obviously, obviously. All right, continue with your honorable mentions. Max. Um, yeah, so those it. Brooklyn Nine Nine, Scrubs, Third Rock from the Sun, and Arrested Development. That was my list. That was my arrest. Um, yeah, that was my honorable <laughs> I was like, mentions. That's only four. That's your list. All right. Okay. Good show, <laughs> everybody. Let's, uh, let's close it down here. This is this is the this is the big question mark here. Uh, so number yeah, five is fresh. What's the question? Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So then I get to four and three, and it's yep. Parks and Rec or The Office. So it's like, where do I put which? And I, before we got on the show, I landed on Parks and Rec at three, even though I'm still watching The Office. Like, I'm in the middle of an Office rewatch, and I still think Parks and Rec is the more superior show. So I'm going to put Office at four. Why? Why would you say that? I think the reason I say it is kind. Of, I would. I would echo what Mark says. I think the character. Oh, what? I want to back that up. Also, The Office. You're without Michael Scott for two seasons. That's what I was going to say. We never had to do that. Really true. true. Um with mm-hmm. with Parks and Rec. You did. You always had Amy Poehler and you always and, had Ron Swanson. Well, and Chris Pratt didn't leave when Guardians got big. And I've I always I always respected that and I feel like I honestly feel like I just feel like in Parks and Rec they like each other more. Not that they didn't like each other in the office, but like you, you Oh, no, they hated each other in the office at the beginning. They hated each other everybody. Like the did. cast? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm cast, talking like the, the cast. Like, I feel like when I watch the show of Parks characters. and Rec, they just oh, okay, gotcha. legitimately like being around each other more. And I know that the writer's strike came and yeah. that kind of affected some things with The Office. I believe it affected a little bit with Parks and Rec, but it's just not as jarring to me. And so maybe that's just why I lean it. It really is a coin flip either way. Um, but those two are, are three and four for me. Um, number two is Community. Um, this is the most well-written sitcom, in my opinion, of all time. What do you think about the Yahoo season? That's why it's not number one. Okay. You keep stealing my po- you keep stealing my points here. Um, yeah, because I'm because I'm elite. Remember you said you that. You are that an elite sitcom mime. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, no, I I think Community season two through four. There's no better television than season two through four of Community. Like if I could just pull that out and have Dan Harmon continue to replicate that magic that he had, I mean they'd be in business. Um, Community is is just an always rewatchable show. It's it's very similar to Lost in the sense that it's a layered show. There's stuff happening in the background that you don't realize till later. There's character development that you don't realize is coming that you, you're like, why is this happening in a sitcom like this? And it created um, incredible careers for several of the cast casting characters. And um, yeah, I just, I love community. And Mark, you nailed it. Number one for me is Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, you nailed is. that. I mean, I am the, I am such a like just sap for Seinfeld. I can sit down and watch that show anytime. I think it's brilliant. It's um, the characters are iconic. Most iconic list of characters of on the list are from Seinfeld. Was it our group that was having discussion, or maybe this is someone else to having this talk with, like why Seinfeld is superior to Friends? Because Seinfeld is a comedy show and they're funny. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, isn't a comedy. It's a show where funny stuff happens, but the people on the show aren't funny. 
Well, what makes Seinfeld so good is it's a show about nothing. Well, sh- so is Friends. No, Friends. Friends is all all around these like love stories. And you're telling me there's no love stories in Seinfeld? Uh, none that really matter down the stretch. What about? I mean, what about the one where he's the bit he is every episode nude, he has he's a different. The nudist. Well, the, the the whole bit that of he, the series is yeah, it's, there's it's a different girl every episode. To whatever, yeah, and it's him trying to conform to that love interest, just like yeah. Friends. It's, so there you go. I just, well, my elite my elite sitcom mind yeah. is overpowering you. I mean, that's just, kind of that's kind of knee. general sitcom <laughs> tropes to begin with, but I mean. I don't exactly. know. I, I like how they play on the on the stuff of society a little more than Friends. Friends doesn't even make my honorable mentions list. I think Friends is yeah, significantly overrated, and it's got some iconic characters, but I think the other shows what we're talking about are way better. What is your favorite Seinfeld episode? It's definitely the Master of Your Domain episode. Okay. It's either that or the puffy shirt. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's nice. it's a brilliant show. Well, Mark, thanks for coming on and uh, totally ruining my night by being on the episode. Hey, I'm always thankful that you have me come on the show. Isaac, thank you for coming on, too. It was just an absolute privilege <laughs> to have you, <laughs> and I'm stunned right now. Um, I'm absolutely stunned. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, hey. the listener, for coming on and, and being with us today. Uh, we hope that you follow us Thanks on Facebook, for tuning Instagram, in to Twitter, the Infinity Bros Podcast. Bros. You can find you the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, we'll at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.